Welcome to the Inside Wag Nutrition Podcast, gang. Hey, today on the show, we have Jessica O'Connell and Faye Stenning, the owners and creators of Grit Coaching. Jess is an Olympic 5K runner, and Faye is a world-class OCR racer. We're excited to have them both on the podcast today because Working Against Gravity is officially launching a partnership with Grit Coaching. If you are an OCR racer, a hybrid athlete, or a runner looking to gain that competitive edge, and you are looking for custom training, much like we do customized meal plans and customized macronutrients and coaching, you can go right to gritcoaching.net via the link here in the description or via the link on our website and get set up with Grit Coaching. They do some amazing work. I've been working with them for about a, a month and a half now, and I have seen significant improvements in my own running. Um, so if that's you, check them out, um, and they would love to have you and love to meet you. So let's find out more about Jessica O'Connell and Faye Stenning on today's show. So real quick, me and Jess were just talking about, well, she's been, she's been writing programming for me. Um, and I just completed my first month, which is really exciting. I'm officially a runner. I'm a world-class runner now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's been, it's, it's been really great. Um, and I think nice. maybe later on in the episode, I would love to um, get Chris to talk about his exploration <laughs> into um into trail running because i think i think maybe y'all might be able to provide like some insights um and uh how like yeah we'll we'll let we'll let him tell the story like later later on we covered it on another podcast that will be coming out um but since we have two experts Mm -hmm. here um it would be really helpful to get some like information and some some insights so um very appropriate topic very appropriate topic (laughs) yeah so um i guess without further ado uh (laughs) let's get things going here so gang welcome to the inside wag nutrition podcast today we have two very special guests we have jessica o'connell and faye stenning who are the founders and coaches over at grit coaching and i can't wait to talk more about this but ladies welcome to the show Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, Chris, Chris usually likes to get the business out of the way first. And so I, I, I'm all about that. Um, we are formally announcing a partnership today with Grit Coaching. Uh, how this partnership goes is that if you are with WAG and you're a client with us that is working on their nutrition, but you are a, an endurance athlete, you're, you're a runner, you are a hybrid athlete, maybe you do obstacle course racing, these two ladies here are going to provide some incredible training coaching for you and also some insights today during our podcast. Um, And we would highly recommend checking them out. They are going to be on our website, on our partnership page, and in the notes below, um, as Chris will will, uh, put them in there. There's going to be some codes. There's going to be some links. You can go directly to them and seek out their expertise for whatever uh, whatever realm of race training that you are doing. Um, and again, thank you all so much for coming on the show today. Can't wait to talk to you more. Can't wait either. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, well, let's go ahead and get into it. So, Chris, why don't you hit him up with that first question? 
Yeah, all right. Just an opportunity to yeah. get to know you both a little more on a personal level. Uh, let's just go ahead and start with uh, Jess. Uh, where do you hail from and who do you share your life with? Ah, who do you share your life with is, is an interesting way to ask that. I like that. Mm, so, thanks. <laughs> very, very nice wordsmithing. Yeah. I am from Calgary, Canada. I born and raised, live here still. Calgary is kind of the the Denver of Canada. It's about an hour from the Rocky Mountains, but it's it's a big, like million plus city. And I share Already my life love with it. my uh, <laughs> my wonderful fiance, Danny. Oh, very cool! Recent fiance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the uh, the Denver uh, of of that area, huh? Yeah. Did you know that that's where I'm at? Oh no way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm in go. Denver, cool. so yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Lived here for 23 cities. years, so yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've heard uh, similar things from other people. Mm -hmm. So, all right, well, awesome. And uh, Faye, where do you hail from, and who do you share your life with? Yeah, so I'm from Calgary, um, but I've been living in Manhattan, New York, for I don't know, maybe seven-ish years or so now. Um, I wow. live with my recent actually husband and Chris and we Congrats. are um, expecting a baby boy in January so looking to add an addition to the family so we're very excited <clears throat> look at that just trailing off of our podcast yesterday yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah Congra well congratulations congratulations that's awesome thanks yeah we're excited gosh New York City what's I mean I have so many questions <laughs> But you are, I mean, we're, we're going to get in, We're going to get into the athletic mm -hmm. accomplishments of, of these, of these two here in just a moment. But I have to ask, um, being in the OCR community and as accomplished as you are, uh, what's it like being in New York, like literal New York city and training and doing things like that for those kind mm -hmm. of races? Yeah. So I, um, like I, I no longer compete anymore, but I, I did compete in obstacle course racing and I was yeah. one of the lucky few in the world that was actually full-time sponsored. I didn't, I was able to do it as like a full career and, um, make a decent living off it. So it was, it was actually really stressful moving here because I was really worried about my performance taking a hit. There is yeah. no ability to get to any trails, no mountains, <laughs> nothing yeah. it's uh it's very distracting there's a lot of drinking there's a lot of partying it's it's just <laughs> this fun fun city um but yeah i mean and we can talk more about you know this later but it just really comes down to you know i, I it's a part of my life it just isn't my full life and so yeah. I, I do the best i can with the environment but all my competition was living at altitude in colorado and so i'd be lying to say that i wasn't at a disadvantage but I was willing to take that disadvantage, you know, because I was here with someone I love and, and also having that part of my life as well. She's underselling so. herself though. She awesome. did a really good job of being very creative and making her training and her, her workouts and, and working with what she had. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of it was with the mountains is on and we're going to get too much in training, but just quickly, like I had to spend a ton of time in the gym simulating mountains. So like the amount of step ups, weighted step ups, oh. lunges, sled pushes, just to get my legs really, really strong and, and really work that strength endurance in a gym setting. It was pretty miserable, but it definitely did pay off. And side story, I also 
was lucky enough to financially afford to live in an altitude tent. So I converted my bedroom. I slept at 10,000 feet above sea level every single night when I was in the thick of competing. So I tried to even the playing field, let's just say. (laughs) That's wild. That's great. Yeah, that is wild. I've never... I mean, I know that mm-hmm. that happens, but I've never actually met anyone that has done that. That is, that's wild. I, yeah, I mean, I, I feel we're we're like, this is this is good for the listeners because you just talked about a bunch of stuff that people are gonna be like, oh, mm-hmm. tell me more. And guess what? We're gonna pause and we're gonna come yeah. back. To it. So you gotta keep, you gotta keep, you yeah. gotta keep listening to it. I want to back up a little bit and talk about each of your backgrounds because you both have very decorated backgrounds in your individual sports. So. I want to throw it over to Jess and talk to you first about how you got into your sport of running and your accomplishments at like the highest level. So just take us all the all way the back. back. Well, all the way back is pretty anticlimactic. <laughs> I was the kid who was picking dandelions in the soccer field, <laughs> like scoring goals on my own team, being pretty useless. So I definitely didn't identify as an athlete. <laughs> I uh, I grew up doing Irish dancing. My last name's O'Connell, and I grew up when mm-hmm. um, when I when river dance was really popular, which is very niche, <laughs> I love it. kind oh, of no quirky. Way. Yeah, but Irish mm-hmm. dancing is essentially like plyos. So I just did like plyos for hours and hours and hours. It's very aerobic. So when I got to high school, I again not identifying awesome. as an athlete at all. I only had like. Like like basketball shorts, <laughs> didn't even own spandex. <laughs> um, but I discovered that I was pretty quick. I would enter cross country races, enter like join the school track team as cross training for Irish dancing, <laughs> and wow. um, ended up kind of discovering the best surprise of my life that I was one of the quicker kids in the city. Joined a track club, and then within eight months was top three in Canada for junior age groups, um, in distance running, which like blew my mind. Like this, I, this is not a path that I (laughs) saw myself on at all. It was, it was truly a, like a gift, a dream come true. So, um, discovered I had some talent. I ended up going to West Virginia university, which has a pipeline of Canadians down into, um, like this like awesome D one school ran there, um, for my undergrad Came back to Canada, started a master's degree in exercise phys. And while completing that, um, like continued training, wanted to see what I could do in the sport and things clicked really well. So I was very lucky to run on our national team for for seven years. And in that time, I competed for Canada 15 times in track, cross country and road running. And the highlights were um, setting a couple Canadian records and competing at the Olympics in 2016 in the 5K. That's so wow. impressive. You got it. Your next question is going to be, Jess, what is your 5K time? Because this is just I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, you're reading my mind. I got to ask. Uh, the fastest 5K I ever ran was 15.06, which is tantalizingly close to being sub-15. But never happened. Which is like wow. four. What is it per mile? Four. 4.49, I think. What is it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Which wow. is like, I always got to break this down because it's people run on the treadmill. People can, I think it's like, I sometimes do 30 second 
30 second pickups on the treadmill at this pace. It's like 13.6 or something on the treadmill. <laughs> don't quote yeah. that exact something, but it's 13 point something. A lot of treadmills don't even go that fast. They tap out at 12 and a half miles per hour. So to just put it into perspective, it's like, this it's is why insane. Faye's my coaching partner. She's my hype girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hype girl. Yeah. Well, I've worked my whole career trying to break 17 minutes. And then I got Jess who's two minutes faster than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do you get those two minutes? It's crazy. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you guys both co- you compliment each other because Jess is like saying she's mm-hmm. underselling herself big time. And you're like, <laughs> you are underselling yourself big time. <laughs> so it works. You guys have a nice, yeah. a nice partnership. Um, that is wild. Um, before the podcast, I was talking about an interval workout that Jess wrote for me, and I was absolutely toasted afterwards. And I don't think I was even remotely close <laughs> to that kind of pace. Oh my lord, that is wild! Well, that's an amazing, uh, an amazing like accomplishment. Was that race? Was that particular race uh, during the um, Olympics that you raced in? No, it wasn't. It was actually quite a few years before. Um, my PB was like five years before I ran in the Olympics, I think. And then I kind of stayed around that time for quite a while. Um, often Olympic races are really tactical. So you, some people run the fastest they'll ever run in their life in a race like that. Others um, don't run quite as quick because there's a lot of strategy at play. Ooh, that's, that's kind <laughs> yeah. of intriguing. Strategy. Yes. During, during Running a, has strategy. A lot of people don't realize that. I, they like, it running's running that that's it i wasn't suggesting right, that, yeah. that, that, Sorry. That, oh you're just gonna go <laughs> run very like, condescending. Um, but. No, it's, no 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 it's, it's good i i would love i would love to know like a little bit like about mm-hmm. that like when when you're thinking about a major race like that what are you thinking about um yeah a lot of it's just trying to react to the people around you so in a time trial basically you're mm-hmm. trying to spend all your energy and run as fast as you possibly can but in a race, you're trying to feed off your competitors. Um, it's often t- it often takes less energy, like mentally and physically, to follow someone and then sprint past them at the end. So how do you get yourself in a position where that's possible? You're looking at the clock. You're looking at people around you. You know who's strong. You know who's weak. And you're just kind mm. of trying to position yourself in the most ideal spot to respond to anything in the race while not running out of energy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit yeah, of a Yeah, it's game. not just going full force gassing out but like conserving knowing what places to conserve your energy to save it for another burst or something else later on so yeah exactly i can i can see that being strategy for sure yeah (laughs) for sure yeah so that's that's excellent uh so switching we're switching over to Faye. Faye, take us all the way back to the (laughs) beginning how did you get into your your sport of choice were you an athlete your whole life yeah give us give us a lowdown yeah, similar story to Jess with the like picking dandelion scoring on <laughs> the same. <laughs> Very similar. I was my parents like put me in pretty much like every sport. Um, I was not very good at anything, um, and um, I was kind of at, in junior high actually a gym class. 
I remember we had to do this like 600 meter loop around the school um, before we started our gym class, just as like a little warm up before we played whatever sport we were going to play. And I would come back for that loop and the gym teacher just thought I was like cheating. She's like, you didn't do your loop. You didn't finish your loop. Did you like cut corners? I was like, no, I did the full loop. She's like, there's no way. And I'm like, yeah, I've already done it. Like I'm done. And so she actually right away just literally called my parents and it's like your daughter has an exceptional talent wow. in um running um, we suggest you put her in track um so like i think it was like two weekends later i'm going to a different city and competing in track um that first race or second race or something i broke like a provincial record in the 3000 which is like your guys is equivalent to like two miles or so um, but yeah, I was like similar to Jess having like very good success really early on, but a lot earlier than Jess, I was quite young. Um, I was in junior high and then, um, got to high school and, um, it's just kind of a funny story because with Jessica and I went to the same high school and I was like this like total stud, like I was like the star I held, held some of these high school records and, and uh, next thing I know, like year two in high school, there's this like little five foot nothing girl that <laughs> shows up and I had never ran with a girl. Like I was running with the guys and I was like, what the heck? Like, who is this chick that's like keeping up with me running? And sure enough, we raced and Jessica ended up then holding all the records <laughs> and I was kind of dethroned. So uh, it's just kind of a funny story. Um, but yeah, I, I went on to compete in uh, college as well in university. Um, but yeah, didn't quite have enough talent or whatever it was to make it to that next step to pursue it any further, like, like Justin, but it was still, I was still fairly high level and then I transitioned to obstacle course racing randomly. <laughs> randomly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean. Yeah, I, I want, let's let's hear about that too because that's how I mean that's how um, y'all got on our radar, yeah. Um, initially, and so yeah, I would yeah let's let's go down that route a little bit. So I that. graduated, and then I was um, you know just working. I was at the time I was working um, actually as a personal trainer, and then I, I was jumping around, and then I actually ended up getting a corporate job because I had a hard time paying my bills as a trainer. And anyway, so. <laughs> And, yeah, and, and yeah. an ex-boyfriend of mine was like, you know, let's just, uh, do you want to jump into this obstacle course race? And, um, I did and ended up like doing very well. I had won it by like 20 minutes or something. I think it was first overall female male. And I was like, Oh, I'm kind of good at this. Um, let's start traveling for these races. So I then soon like started going to like Vegas to race and traveling from Canada to the States to do some of these races. Um, and then one of the guys who's kind of head of Spartan at the time kind of scouted me out and he's like, look, you're, you're really good. Have you ever thought about joining like the Spartan pro team or, and I was like, what are you talking about? And, um, he's like, yeah, there's like this pro team. It's sponsored by Reebok. Um, so I was like, uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. So he's basically like, all you have to do is like beat some of these other pros. So I spent a lot of my like free time and money traveling to the States, trying to just like beat all these pros and become a pro. Um, and 
that that's kind of exactly what happened. Like I was able to do well at some of these races. I ended up placing third at the Spartan race world championships. After that race, pretty much my whole life changed. I got Reebok sponsorship, Optima nutrition sponsorship, all these deals. Um, I calculated the contracts. I added, I think about five different sponsorship agreements together and it was making more money than I was making in my oil and gas contract management job back home. So I basically sent my letter of resignation in, (laughs) which was really difficult because my mom was very high up in the company, which is kind of how I got the job. And so (laughs) all of a sudden I'm quitting to go mud run was like, a very, very, uh, you know, my mom and I were bet, but uh, butting heads on that. But yeah, I mean, I brought the numbers. I remember bringing the numbers to her desk. She literally had her calculator out, punching all these, these, these numbers in that these companies were going to pay me, and doing it over and over, <laughs> and finally realizing, shit, this girl could actually make a living running my races. <laughs> I did that for a few years. I had a time in my life. I traveled all over the world. Um, I shouldn't say all over the world. I really did it. Most of the races were just in the U.S. I traveled all over the U.S. Um, and just had a blast. And, um, yeah, and then now, now, you know, all good things come to an end, but um, no longer. I think I've been living for three, three, three years doing that, three or four years, and then it kind of started to fizzle out, so... I've um, been focusing more on the business side of things, which has been actually even more rewarding in lots of ways. Wow. Yeah, that had to be a wild, uh, wild yeah. time making that transition from that <laughs> into living this world where you're literally yeah. just getting sent all over the United States to go compete. It's, yeah, especially as a Canadian. Like I had, I thought I was going to live in Calgary for the rest of my life, but work in oil and gas which was the main industry was just pushing papers and writing purchase orders day in and day night. And then all of a sudden this like whole world was opened up to me and it was, it was incredible, but it's really, you eat what you kill. So it was, it was a ton of hard work. Um, and it's, it's a ruthless sport. I mean, you're competing at altitude, you're running for hours and hours on end. It's, uh, it, w- it was not easy. I can't, I, I, I don't want to say it was like super, the training was super fun and everything was a good time. It was, it was very, very grueling, um, training to be, be at that level for so long. So when it was time to be done, I actually was pretty relieved to focus on something else. Yeah. I bet. I love that your assignment was just go beat the pros. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're like, wow, yeah. what a bar, what a bar to reach. Um, going back a little bit, you mentioned that you, uh, when you and Jess first met, was in competition essentially. So, how did that, you know, maybe give us more details about that and then how that led to grit athletic coaching? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, um, so Faye and I went to high school together, I think junior high as well, but we didn't really know each other then. And hmm. Faye had identified that there was this new girl runner on the block. Maybe we should hang out. <laughs> and so she invited me for a run. And uh, so I remember, I remember it very vividly. It was a Friday after school and, um, and yeah, we were meeting up. I was pretty nervous because Faye was a star and I was quite new to the sport at the time. And so I was like, why would she want to hang out with me? Like, what's happening here? Okay, I don't know how this is going to go. 
And it was pretty funny because we we murdered murdered each other on this run because <laughs> she was like, why is this girl keeping up with me? And I was like, must keep up with her. <laughs> and we were on this loop that, that we do. It was in our in our neighborhood. And uh, I think it took us like 40 minutes. And I don't think I've ever run it in 40 minutes since. Like, <laughs> like there's a principle in training where you polarize your training. Your easy days are easy. Your hard days are hard. That was an easy day that became a hard day very, very, very quickly. My coach actually wouldn't let me train the next day. But um, sport is very bonding, and we became quite good friends after that. I think we kind of developed some mutual respect for each other. Or she developed respect for me. I developed a sense of belonging with her, perhaps. That's awesome. Yeah. Faye, do you want to tell the story of Grit? Yeah. So yeah, how we sort of started this business is, so Jess was, you know, getting ready for the Olympics or actually just finished the 2016 Olympics. Um, I had just signed this, like all these, like I said, all these amazing contracts, but, and I was getting a lot of people reaching out on my Instagram asking, okay, like how, how are you at the top? How do you train for this? Like, can I have tips? Can I have tips? And, you know, equally wanting to, to help out these folks and sort of seeing a gap, like, man, these, these athletes don't really understand sort of training principles or what the sport is all about. Jessica and I are, you know, both are educated in this field I feel like if we could really partner together. And I think it's a, it was a kind of a critical time for Jessica and I, because we're not working, we're on our own having to be self-sufficient and we're in a very high risk, high reward situation where we eat what we kill. So we also, you know, just to be frank, like we're like, it, it would be good to just have a little bit of extra earnings to protect ourselves if we get injured or anything like that. So, um, yeah, we like created this business. I remember we met at a coffee shop and, um, yeah, I, I think we showed up and like Jessica brought a laptop and I like came with like nothing. And I was like, Jessica's like, wait, you don't even like have like a computer. Like I didn't think like, that's where we started. Like thought I didn't even have a laptop. Um, that afternoon or that weekend just put together this whole website. And then we kind of just decided to launch it January, 2017. Yeah. Wow. We really noticed that. Like there was a serious lack of high quality strength or endurance training for OCR athletes at the time. That was our original niche. Now we've very much branched into running too, since that's my background, but there just seemed to be this huge, huge gap. And we were like, Hey, we can do that. If we know how to do that. Yeah. yeah yeah you you guys will appreciate this being in in the world of fitness at that time what was really 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 popular was um hit training um so that was very very big and everyone was convinced this was the gold standard way to train and so it's like what does swinging a kettlebell around you know 20 seconds on 20 seconds off yeah. that's not that specific to what we're actually training for but it was crazy just the culture of fitness at the time and how that morphed into how people thought that they could train for a sport um and it just things were not sport specific so we kind of brought them back to just basic exercise physiological principles like energy system development 
and just talking about relative strength that you need for the obstacles and just sort of what to us was very simple, um, you know, theories and principles and just trying to bring that to a bigger audience. And yeah, you know, we think we've done fairly well with a lot of our athletes, um, but it was great to just something that is so second nature to us to be able to share with a, with a wider audience. That's, that's awesome. The, I mean, we just did this podcast um, recently with uh, the Mint Project, who we're partnering up with as well. And um, in a, a similar fashion, uh, you two saw this gap and you did not wait for anyone else to fill it. You said, we can do this. And you did it. And that's really, really awesome. That's the whole like the, the entrepreneurial you know, spirit, you know. And um, <clears throat> working against gravity stems from a similar thing where there was no one doing this at the time. Um, now it's a little <laughs> bit different, but um, at the time, like no one was doing th- this at this scale, you know, flexible dieting, you know, tra- uh, doing performance dieting and things like that. Um, so that was one of the things that like was really uh, appealing to us, you know, when we were developing this relationship and looking at what you were doing, because I mean, I own a CrossFit gym and do CrossFit and I don't see runners or, you know, OCR athletes programming strength work for other runners and OCR athletes. And I'm, I'm sure I'm, 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 there's probably some out there, but like, again, that was what really caught my attention was like, oh, they have the training locked mm-hmm. in. Like you write specifically for whatever client, you know, my needs are going to be different than Chris's are going to be different than so-and-so's. And it's like, that's where you both come in and you analyze what this person needs and then start to build their program from there. Um, and that's really cool. That's really inspiring. Yeah. We work with like quite, quite a diverse group of clients in that um, they're, they're runners, marathoners often, or OCR athletes. But that's, that's what I really like about it is that each person is their own unique puzzle. And it like, because it's all like one-on-one, it, it, it allows for a lot of creativity and like, Training is creative to a point, but it's really, yeah. really fun to just like look at each person as like a project and, and then figure out what they need. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's very, would you say that's exactly our approach, yeah. Chris, when mm-hmm. it comes to nutrition? Yeah, there is no, there is no templated yeah. just, hey, here's what everybody has to do. It's very uh, nuanced. You know, it is per the individual and uh, everyone's journey is so different mm-hmm. and so yeah it, it's got to be awesome uh for you both to open up the possibility or the potential for working with people because d- the way you provide it is you could work with people all over the world mm-hmm. you're not just restricted to people in your your neighborhood or whatever so you can make an impact on so many lives much like wag gets to coaching clients all around the globe as well <laughs> totally when yeah. i when i first <laughs> you know? looked at the wag website i was like wait this is us but nutrition <laughs> cool yeah i love that yeah (laughs) totally um can you talk to us a little bit more about like your coaching style and like what you know i i am currently working with jess on a a little goal that i have for for a 10k later a little goal um it is a little goal. goal. hey like when i when i approached her i was you know i i said i'm i want to run a 10k and not feel like i'm Mm -hmm. going to die when I do it, 
And she said, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness you didn't ask for like an, I'm going to run a 50K or like it, next month, you know, like my goal was yeah. reasonable and it was like, and it's an attainable thing. Um, so can you, can you talk a little bit about, I mean, and both of you could answer this question for sure, your coaching style and like what people can expect from grit, like if they want to get more into this deeply? Sure. Um, yeah, I think the number one thing is like, there's a lot of coaching platforms out there. So like, just want to, again, just reiterate that ours is customized and that's just not customized to your, you know, of course, we're looking at your injury history and your fitness needs, um, and your goals, but also like a big important piece is your lifestyle. Um, it's kind of what, again, what I liked about your guys's business is you guys are seen just very holistic in your approach. Um, I just think I see too many people that go on a fitness plan that's just does not work with their lifestyle. Um, and it's like, you know, perfectionism kills you trying to be perfect and trying to work out six days a week for an hour and hit this many miles. It's just, you know, so our number one piece is like, I think the biggest, most important part is really getting to know the athlete from a personal level what makes them excited? What's their lifestyle like? What do they enjoy? Um, and putting together a plan that they're going to adhere to. Because just like diet, it's better to have a diet that maybe isn't the best diet ever, but they'll stick to than a perfect diet that they don't stick to. And that's sort of the same principles with um, with fitness and with training. Yeah. That Nailed was... it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we have two marathoners, their plans will look very different, even if they have the same goal. They both want to qualify for Boston or both want to break three or four hours. Like their plans are most likely going to look very different based on where they came from, what their injury history is like, how much they want to run, what their life is like, like all of that, all of that goes in. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, A lot of what Faye said is just, I see Chris, the the nods from Chris (laughs) get bigger. As face keeps talking, he's like, preach. Yes. Yes. I think we just have a problem, a total tangent, but I mean, we just have a problem with society in general. It's just, we have this more is better mm-hmm. attitude in so many, it's just, it really, really kills us. Um, so we got to see a bigger picture. Yeah. It's almost as if it's like a lot of people when it comes to fitness and nutrition, like if I'm not suffering, that I'm not going to succeed. And you're like, what else have you really had to suffer at that you've actually succeeded at? Like probably most of us haven't Mm -hmm. suffered in our jobs to be successful at our jobs. We haven't suffered in our relationships to be good at our relationships. And and you, you know, you don't need to suffer in your nutrition or your fitness. There is a, a middle ground, uh, like, which essentially I like the middle ground because that is the sustainable because it's not the swinging pendulum of extremes. You're finding this more comfortable realm, in the middle of this all or nothing, whatever, you know, approach that a lot of people can take and this pursuit of perfection, which is remember, as we always say, listeners is impossible. So why, so why are you shooting for that? You know, like that's the best way uh, to be your own worst enemy is to hold perfection as this obtainable thing that it is not, you know, Here's a little yeah. secret from the uh, Olympic sport world. Like I had a, mm. a pretty long career because like I was on the national team for seven years. That's most people are on it for one or two or uh, I mean, wow. some people much longer, but like probably the average because um, things happen, injuries happen, this and that. But I fully think it was because 
my life was pretty balanced. Like I was kind of 90% all the time. <laughs> so I trained like as hard as I could. I mm. cared a lot about training, but I'd go to a concert. <laughs> I'd, I'd have a beer every now and then. I picked and choose things that were important to me. I got, you were I was working on my master's. Master, so yeah, I was working balance. on grit. So I had things outside of sport. I couldn't be robotic. <laughs> and the robotic people, they're the ones who had one or two good years or they couldn't quite make the jump because they were just so stressed out all the time. That's great. I mean, that's a great insight. And I think, again, me and Chris see that often with people who are working on their diet um, and the people most of the time that come in and they're just overly obsessive about how strict and minute, you know, how, how granular they get with their diet. They can get really mm-hmm. good results for sure. Mm-hmm. Like there's no question about it. That's going to get you good results. But the maintenance of that result is very going hard. to be very, very challenging. Because as soon as, as soon as you decide to go out to dinner with your family, it's just like total mm-hmm. implosion, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so working on, you know, balance it, like just kind of like what Jess just said, working mm-hmm. on balancing that, you know, that, that ideal that you have in your mind all with your like real life scenarios that you're dealing with every single day is, is really, really important. Um, and it's nice to hear, you know, from two, you know, world-class athletes that that's, their approach that that's your approach and that helped you both uh do extremely well and here you are able to share that lesson with everybody else that you work with mm-hmm. so that's very mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. working with individual clients everyone is in a different spot um everyone requires a little bit of a different kind of maybe coaching cue or like approach to um uh what what what, what, what word am i looking for um Sometimes like a coaching cue like is going to work better for someone and it, the other person is not going to get it, you know, so you have to switch like your, your tactics, you have to switch your wording or, you know, whatever it is you might be trying to get across. Um, for each of you, what's something or what's one case in recent memory where you had a breakthrough with a client and you're like, oh, yes, we got it. We did it. Like mm. a proud accomplishment that you've had recently. Hmm. I think like for me, a lot of it comes down to maybe this isn't so much a cue, but just um, something that I constantly kind of have to have a check in with my athletes is just kind of reminding them why we do this in the first place. Mm. A lot of people have these big goals and they can become so consuming and they get so stressed out and so worked up and overwhelmed about them that it, you know, it takes away from the original reasoning of why we're doing this. Like we decided to enter a half marathon or a 5k because we wanted to get healthy and improve our quality of life. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're so stressed out about this. We're putting everything on it. We're getting up at, you know, like get up super early to fit all this training in and you were seeing our quality of life go down. It's like, well, let's bring it back to, the whole point of having this goal in the first place. So like coming back to as cheesy as it sounds, like coming back to your why factor and why we started this. And it's surprising how many people just need that reminder. Yeah, that's a good one, Faye. Uh, the, the, the thought that popped to, in my head was um, a lot of OCR athletes. I don't have this issue with runners quite so much because they're runners, but a lot of OCR athletes don't enjoy running. <laughs> They know it's important. <laughs> they know it will help their craft, but they don't actually really like going on out for a run and like pound and pavement for a couple hours or half an hour or whatever. Um, 
And so I always feel very, very satisfied when I can uncover why, like, are you running too hard? Are you just not very fit yet? Like, can we take a step back and build you up slowly? Um, are you hammering all your runs? Of course, that's not enjoyable. Are you like, do you have time for this? Do we need to move something around? And there've been a few cases where people have like really embraced it. <laughs> like they, like they, they did not want to run before. All they wanted to do was lift and kick butt at Spartan races. Sure. And now they're, they're electing to train for a marathon. They're electing to try and qualify for Boston or they're electing to do a 5k. That's awesome. <laughs> like, yes, yes. You've become a runner. Now you understand the joy of it because you're doing it properly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. It's just building habits too, as well as so important. Yeah. Very true. Love it. Well, I know you guys got a heart out here, right, Josh? So, um, do we want to review, um, exactly what we're going to be offering to our WAG clients through the grit athletic coaching partnership? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to do that. Uh, Um, like, like I said at the beginning, uh, we are going to be putting the Grit logo and uh, links to the Grit website, which is gritcoaching.net. Um, and also, why don't you, are you guys, I mean, you guys are on Instagram. Let's go ahead and do the yeah. plugs real quick before we get out of here. Um, go ahead and just list it off so people can find you and find out more about what y'all do. Yeah, our Instagram is grit underscore coaching. Um, same with our Facebook and what else? <laughs> <laughs> and our website, our website. Uh, <laughs> our website. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What else do we have? Yeah. We have a website. Um, yeah. And it's gritcoaching.net. But yeah, we can be reached on any of those three platforms. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, like I said before, we are, we are going to have the grit logo. If you look at their shirts, that's exactly what you'll see on the working against gravity. Partnership, uh, partnership page. And that link will send you straight to their website to sign up for your strength and conditioning, uh, co- uh strength and conditioning programs. Uh, again, that is, they are specifically doing OCR, uh, hybrid and also like run training. Um, and they're going to get you super strong and fit and ready to take on this next race or this next goal, uh, that you have. And we're really, really excited to be able to work with two coaches that are so, uh, well-versed in this area because, uh, working in gravity, we don't do any program. We don't do any strength training programs or anything like that. So, going straight to the experts and partnering with the experts is really, really exciting for us. Um, and then also on the flip side, um, for your clients, if they are looking for diet and nutrition guidance, like there's going to be a link back to our page too. But um, this is the beginning um, of a really, really exciting uh, and beautiful thing that we're going to be doing together. And I'm really, totally. really we get reached it. out to by a lot of nutrition companies. We've talked to a lot of different nutritionist quote unquote um <laughs> like as being coaches for quite a while now and uh we were really impressed with what you guys are doing so we're we're really really excited about this awesome nice we love to hear it great <laughs> yeah and uh chris go ahead and let's let's get our plugs in there real quick and then we can let these two nice ladies go and they can carry on absolutely all right guys well as listeners of the inside wag nutrition podcast of course we want to help you out and uh, get you into our services um 
And so if you use the code InsideWag at checkout at workingagainstgravity.com slash join, we will take $50 off of your first month membership. And that's for any of our um, one-on-one remote nutrition coaching packages, our essentials package, or our nutrition coaching plus that includes one video chat with your coach, weekly check-ins in our software system, Seismic, uh, where all of your data, your progress, your history, your communications with your coach are stored forever. Um, so you can always <laughs> uh, yes. review that and yes. uh, come back to that at any point in time uh, during or after your journey with your coach. And uh, that NCP plan also includes a customized meal plan uh, specific to the calories and starting macros that your coach has assigned for you to try to make things easier, help you get into a groove with your nutrition if you need that little extra level of support. And um, yeah, we're happy to help you out. So inside WAG coupon code at checkout will take $50 off any of those programs. And as always, we would love it if you would leave us a uh, podcast review and, uh, you know, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to us, you prefer. Uh, just drop us a note, leave us some feedback. We'd love to hear it. Yes, yes. Well, thank you again, Jess and Faye. Thank you so much for coming on. Today. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having us. <laughs> all right, gang. And we'll see y'all next time. Thank you.